Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Wednesday, December 14th, and we start with local news. Murray County Sheriff's Deputy Brad Miller was killed on Monday evening after being involved in a crash while working traffic control in a construction zone. WKOM WKRM's Del Kennedy spoke to Sheriff Bucky Rowland about the tragic loss of Deputy Miller. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This morning I am with Sheriff Bucky Rowland out at the Murray County Jail. Last night a deputy was killed while uh, sitting in his patrol car with blue lights on out at construction on Highway 43, just out there to provide a little traffic control during the construction. Sheriff Rowland, can you give us what you know about what happened? First of all, tell us who the deputy was. Deputy Brad Miller, uh, he'd been with our Murray County Sheriff's Department uh, 19 plus years. He was, of course, working on his 20th anniversary and uh, it was coming up in 2023, but uh, uh, he was retired GM employee and a proud member of UAW and uh, he was beloved in this department. Of course, Pretty much anyone that, that knew Brad, they loved him because uh, he, he was just one of those kind of people. He He's kind of rare. He uh, he lifted who, whomever was around him. He lifted them up, and he, uh, he'd he put a smile on your face if you were around him very long. Wow. The Murray County Sheriff's Department has suffered a loss. His family suffered a loss. The entire county has suffered a great loss. Uh, Sheriff Rowland, uh, can you give us any details on what happened? Well, um Deputy Miller, he, he was stationed out uh, on Highway 43 North. Uh, it was uh, rolling work being done, you know, repairs on 43. And uh, he was out there, uh, blue lights flashing inside of his unit, uh, moving uh, vehicles over and, and kind of filling that gap between, of course, oncoming traffic and, and then the uh, the workers that were executing the work uh, on 43 and uh, vehicle uh, came along striking Deputy Miller in the rear of the vehicle, uh, which then caused a collision inside the vehicle. And uh, Deputy Miller, he suffered uh, trauma to the back of his head. My goodness, how sad. Uh, now, with regard to the driver of the vehicle striking the deputy sheriff's car, are there any charges at this time, or is that investigation still ongoing? The investigation's ongoing. THP, uh, Tennessee Highway Patrol, they'll be uh, in charge of that investigation. You know, my primary focus and, and uh, our team here at the Sheriff's Department was to, of course, render aid to Brad and and, uh, and then take care of uh, his family and then our our law enforcement family as well last night. So uh, Tennessee Highway Patrol, they... they uh, they're very good at what they do. Uh, they're the best in that business when it comes to crash scene investigations, and and uh, you know we'll be looking to hear what they they uncover or, or facts that they find. But I would also, uh, regardless of whatever's found, you know, of course it's we're absolutely we we ask that uh, our citizens of Murray County to keep uh, Deputy Miller, his wife uh, Kathy, of just shy of 50 years. They were coming up on their 50th wedding anniversary. They had uh, two amazing adult children, and uh, he was a grandfather of four and a great-grandfather of one. Uh, keep them in your prayers, but also keep the uh, the other folks that were involved in that accident, keep them in your prayers because, you know, uh, they didn't ask for this, uh, and uh, their world was flipped upside down as, as well yesterday. So I'd ask our folks to be respectful of, of those individuals as well. Sheriff Rowland, uh, you were talking about the folks who are out there actually doing the construction 
And they related to you a very compelling uh, tale about the service of Deputy Miller. Can you tell me? Well, you know, as uh, interviews were taken last night, I, there were three individuals that were kind of at the back of the construction closest to, to uh, Deputy Miller's vehicle. And, uh, you know, they they said undoubtedly where they were positioned that uh, had Brad uh, not been where he was at and been positioned where he was at, that they would have undoubtedly been struck by the oncoming vehicle. And, you know, Hero a lot of time is used loosely, that, that, that name, that term. Uh, you know, we want, we want to think that there's some great act or grand act that, that happens. But Deputy Miller, he was out there providing a service. He was out there filling a gap of space between oncoming traffic and men and women doing their jobs. And those three individuals, by their own admission, they went home to their families and thank God that they did. And that's why Brad put this uniform on each time that he did was to go out and serve and protect this community. And undoubtedly, I don't know those individuals, if they have children or, or what, but they have loved ones and they have someone that cares about them. And whether those individuals know it or not, Deputy Brad Miller became a hero last night, whether they ever know that or not. But his family, he'll always be a hero too. All right. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio, on a very sad morning out at the Murray County Sheriff's Department, speaking with Sheriff Bucky Rowland about the death of Brad Miller last night as he was working a construction area along Highway 43, sitting in his troll car with blue lights on to calm traffic through the construction zone and was tragically struck and killed. It's a sad day for Deputy Miller's family, for sure, for the Murray County Sheriff's Department and for all of Murray County. Thank you, Sheriff. Thank you, sir. From on-site beef farms to communities' farmers' markets, farmers in Murray County and south-central Middle Tennessee are selling their products in creative ways to adapt to the rising costs of farming while getting their products into the hands of customers more easily. The cost of farm production from cattle to vegetation is rising, doubling for some, due to the soaring costs of feed, hay, fuel, shipping, packaging, and processing. Murray County, rich in rural production, consisting of almost 1,500 farms across the county, is home to family farms and budding new farms, which are changing the landscape of traditional farming as COVID-19 and inflation force new ways to approach farm production. Daryl Aylshee, agent for Agriculture and Natural Resources for the University of Tennessee Agricultural Extension Campus in Murray County, said families are forced to get creative amid the changing landscape of the farming industry. Agriculture is a huge part of Tennessee today and a larger part of its past. In Murray County, we have seen a tremendous amount of pressure to leave traditional production and look at other uses, Ailshie said. Ailshie said many farmers are looking to provide an experience for community members rather than operating in a rural silo, including agritourism, farm-to-table experiences from picking your own berries to shopping and hayrides. Area farms, such as Light Hill Meats and Linville, the Church Farm in Mount Pleasant, and Cleburne Jersey Farm in Spring Hill are finding new ways to reach customers and build revenue to combat inflation, including opening a brick-and-mortar store, selling beef from coolers on site, and starting a Saturday farmer's market. Almost two years ago, Larry Church, owner of the Church Farm, a 125-acre cattle operation in the small community of Cross Bridges, approximately eight miles west of Columbia near Mount Pleasant, opened the Beef Barn on site, a small store where customers can directly purchase single cuts of beef from frozen coolers. 
I get to control my own prices, Church said. He said the new venture has been doing extremely well. Even though November is a little slower because people are into turkey, we're selling a tremendous amount of rib roast during Christmas time, Church said. Even so, Church said the cost he spends on feed for the cattle has doubled over the past couple of years, which has also driven up the price of meat, as seen in all markets. The church farm has sold custom beef shares, quarter, half, and whole calves to neighbors and friends for over 20 years, but they decided to take that service to the community, offering single cuts of meat, such as steaks, ground beef, tips, ribs, and other cuts at the beef barn. Days are changing from when farmers raised cattle or lamb only to ship them off to market to be sold for their meat, skipping local channels. Instead, Church now has this beef processed locally and then sells the cuts himself, cutting down on resale costs. Church has also begun holding festivals on his farm to draw residents to the farm to meet the farmers who raise their food. The festivals held each quarter at the farm include local bakers, leather goods makers, and others who also get the opportunity to sell their goods. I get to incorporate local vendors and provide an opportunity for people to come to the farm. It gets the community involved, Church said. According to Laura Campbell Pirtle, co-owner of the Cleburne Jersey Farm in Spring Hill, a 150-year-old century farm listed on the National Register of Historic Places, feeding the community in a more personal way through a current through its current Saturday farmer's market, has been a family dream for decades. In an effort to fulfill that dream, the family owned us, opened a Saturday farmer's market at the renovated Old Stone Creamery historic structure on the farm property, where the community can purchase beef from cattle raised on the farm and processed locally, as well as other products from local artisans such as cheeses, breads, and other goods as such as soap and candles and leather items. We have people who will come and purchase the makings for a family dinner at the market, beef, buns, and cheese to serve hamburgers for their family that night, all local ingredients made in the same neighborhood, Pirtle said. Although this venture does provide an extra source of revenue for us, it has always been a dream of ours to be able to feed our neighbors with our products, as well as, well as give other local artisans and farmers an outlet to reach the greater community, she said. Light Hill Meats, a cattle farm based in Linville, Tennessee, has changed its operations since the pandemic and is thriving despite the economic struggles brought by COVID-19 and current inflation. Light Hill Meats recently opened a brick-and-mortar store in Spring Hill, selling aged beef, turkey, sausage, lamb, and other products. Instead of shrinking during the pandemic, Light Hill Meats doubled in production and is still on a trajectory upward. Owner Ben Neal's local processing facility, bought in 2016, doubled its operations during the pandemic due to the high cost of processing meat and the dramatic lag in the supply chain in the larger national market. Local farmers began looking to their local farming neighbors for processing, butchering, and processing whole animals, which shined a spotlight on Light Hill Meats. The supply chain drew people to look for local farmers, said Neal, a Giles County native, during the pandemic, I was getting 200 calls a day when the shelves were empty. However, as his processing demand went up, so did his operation costs from animal to plate by approximately 40%, he said, in labor, hay, feed, and minerals. As his processing business grew, he began holding local pop-up meat markets, selling single and custom meats, which drew a following. We're going to stop the pop-ups after a while, but our customers told us not to. We got to a point where we believed opening a shop would better reach people. Although Neil's farm site in, Gile, 
in Giles County is a full-time operation for the lifelong cattle industry professional. The store provides a farm-to-table experience by offering single cuts and custom processing. We have two or three animals on site per week and can make custom cuts upon request any size, Neil said. We chose Spring Hill because of its rapid population growth and location. All three sites that we mentioned in this piece uh, can be reached online. The Beef Barn at Church Farm can be found at www.churchbeef.com. The Old Stone Creamery at Cleburne Jersey Farm can be found at oldstonecreamery.square.site. And Light Hill Meats can be found at www.lighthillmeats.com. Employees, physicians, and volunteers at Murray Regional Medical Center provided a little holiday cheer yet again for local school children this year with the annual Holiday Hugs Gift Program. Since 1999, Murray Regional Medical Center has worked with Murray County Public Schools to provide more than 10,000 gifts to children in need. This year, a record 818 children received a gift from the program. We are truly blessed to have the annual Murray Regional Medical Center Holiday Hugs Program in Murray County. Murray County Public Schools Superintendent Lisa Ventura said, Words cannot express our gratitude for helping support our Murray County Public School families, she said. Holiday Hugs started in 1999 as, a Christmas, as Christmas Steps and provided shoes to 354 area children. The program transformed in 2001 into Holiday Hugs and expanded to gifting coats, sweaters, and other winter clothing. Each year, the Murray Regional Medical Center Volunteer Services Department works with Murray County Public Schools to identify children in need at the district's elementary and middle schools and their clothing sizes. Murray Regional Medical Center team members select names and purchase their gifts, which are collected in December by volunteer services, organized and delivered to each school with the help of Murray Regional Medical Center supply chain and facility services departments. We are always grateful to be able to give back to our community and help local children in need, said Cindy Short, Director of Volunteer Services at Murray Regional Medical Center. Giving is the reason for the season, and our Murray Regional team does an exceptional job of giving for holiday hugs each year. It truly is a team effort to make all of this work, and we couldn't do it without our volunteers and our supply chain and facility services departments. Thank you to everyone who participated and provided 818 children in our community with new winter clothes this winter, she said. Holiday Hugs is just one of the many holiday campaigns across Murray Regional Health Systems. Lewis Health Center also hosts an annual Holiday Hugs program and this year provided warm clothing for 49 students in the Lewis County School System. Marshall Medical Center employees are collecting gifts until December 19th for local residents at NHC Oakwood and NHC Lewisburg through the annual Angel Tree Program. The annual non-perishable food drive for the Hopetown Food Bank is also underway until December 19th, and the Marshall Medical Center Lab recently collected gift cards and other gifts to benefit foster children in Marshall County. Wayne County Center employees celebrated Christmas early with a raffle fundraiser in October and a movie night. They raised more than $1,500 to support local families this holiday season. We appreciate the opportunity to serve our communities every holiday season, and our team really goes above and beyond, said Murray Regional Health CEO Dr. Martin Cheney. It's a heartwarming feeling to be able to provide for those in our communities who truly need it. We want to wish everyone a very happy and safe holiday, he said. 
The U.S. Department of Energy has closed a $2.5 billion loan to Altium Cells LLC to help finance the construction of new lithium-ion battery cell manufacturing facilities in Ohio, Michigan, and Tennessee, with 3,700 jobs expected to be created at the Spring Hill facility alone. This announcement further strengthens Spring Hill's foothold in the evolving electric vehicle market coming on the heels of General Motors announcing earlier in December a $275 million investment in the expansion of its assembly plant expected to create another 400 jobs. The $275 million investment at Altium Cells will increase battery production by more than 40%, according to data released by the state, as previously reported. The General Motors Spring Hill plan is set to produce its first electric vehicle, the Cadillac Lyric, with the Altium batteries. Altium Cells is a joint venture between General Motors and LG Energy Solution and will manage battery cell production at the three facilities to address the growing U.S. consumer demand for electric vehicles. In October, President Biden launched the American Battery Materials Initiative alongside $2.8 billion in grants from the Department of Energy to build out the battery mineral and materials supply chain. This latest loan closing, which is part of the loan program's Office Advanced Technology Vehicles Manufacturing Program, will directly support the president's goal to reach net zero emissions by 2050 and having EVs make up half of all new vehicle sales by 2030. This $2.5 billion marks the loan program office's first close loan exclusively for a battery cell manufacturing project under the Advanced Technology Vehicles Manufacturing, but it is not the first time Tennessee has been the recipient of these auto industry loans. Prior advanced technology vehicles manufacturing loans have included a $1.45 billion loan to Nissan North America in 2010, which supported the upgrade of facilities in Smyrna and Deckard and allowed Nissan to manufacture the all-electric LEAF for the North American market in the United States. That loan, according to the Department of Energy, was fully repaid in September of 2017. The Department of Energy says the loan to Altium Cells will help fund the manufacturing of large-format pouch-type cells They use a state-of-the-art nickel-cobalt-manganese-aluminum chemistry to deliver more range at less cost. Those cells, according to a release by the Department of Energy, can be arranged in different combinations to provide clean, reliable energy for all vehicles on the road today, including cars, buses, and medium- and heavy-duty work trucks. Altium Cells plans to use this technology in coordination with GM's work to eliminate 100% of tailpipe emissions from its new light-duty vehicles by 2035. This also supports GM's plans to build 1 million electric vehicles in North America by the end of 2025, along with making its global products and operations carbon neutral by 2040. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have lots of rain today with winds out of the southeast at 10 to 20 miles per hour. One to two inches of rain is expected. Tonight, we can expect cloudy and damp weather with rain early, then becoming partly cloudy overnight. The low will be near 40 degrees, with winds out of the west-southwest at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Overnight rainfall will reach another quarter of an inch. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here. 
to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Chris Dowdy from Tennessee Children's Home. We are overwhelmed by the support through our move to our new Spring Hill campus. We are excited about the new opportunities that these buildings will provide us to serve at-risk youth. We ask that you will continue to pray for us and those that we serve. We still need your continued support. Visit our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, to make a donation or learn more about what we're doing to serve at-risk youth in Tennessee. Adult education in Tennessee, it's more than just a diploma. It's a path to a better life. It's a way to help you communicate more effectively. From high school equivalency classes and testing to English as a second language and college prep courses, there's no shortage of opportunities to enhance the lives of you and your family. Adult education in Tennessee, it's more than just a diploma. Go to TNWorkReady.com to unlock your maximum potential. 
brought to you by Tennessee Adult Education, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. More than 1,300 volunteers across the state removed more than 48,000 pounds of litter in their communities as part of the second annual No Trash November, a month-long initiative created to ensure Tennessee roadways are safe from the harmful effects of litter. The initiative is spearheaded by the Tennessee Department of Transportation's litter prevention pr- campaign, Nobody Trashes Tennessee, and in partnership with Keep Tennessee Beautiful affiliates and Adopt a Highway groups. Special recognition was given to Keep Knoxville Beautiful for collecting 12,860 pounds of litter and to American Legion Camden Post, as well as Keep Carter County Beautiful for their Adopt a Highway collections of more than 1,000 pounds of litter. Litter is more than an eyesore. It's an enormous burden to the state with impacts on public health and safety, the environment, and the economy, said Denise Baker, TDOT Highway Beautification Office. Our No Trash November partners are passionate about keeping their community safe, clean, and beautiful, and we are thrilled with their continued support for this campaign. We encourage all Tennesseans to keep up the momentum by taking personal responsibility for the litter in their neighborhoods and participating in local cleanups or the Adopt a Highway program, she said. You can learn more about the state's litter reduction and education efforts and how to join the movement to end littering at NobodyTrashesTennessee.com. Two ways to get involved include the Adopt a Highway program and reporting littering incidents through the Tennessee Litter Hotline at 1-877-8-LITTER. Join the conversation also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Parking meters in Nashville's downtown core will be enforced 24 hours a day, seven days a week, beginning in February. The all-day parking zone includes city meters inside the Interstate 40 loop up to Harrison Street. City-owned meters outside of that boundary will be active from 6 a.m. to midnight, seven days a week. Our downtown area and some outer regions actually run 24-7, Nashville Department of Transportation Director Diana Alarcon said. Nashville's Traffic and Parking Commission approved the change change on Monday as part of the city's new smart parking program. The program will ultimately replace the city's approximately 2,000 coin-operated meters with smart kiosks that accept payments through texts, credit cards, phone apps, and cash. Metro Council approved a five-year contract in November with Georgia-based LAZ Parking to manage the city-owned meters. LAZ Parking will also provide additional parking enforcement staff, allowing for more consistent enforcement, according to Alarcon. The city meters are expected to bring in $1.2 million or more in revenue for fiscal year 2023 with the new operating hours, compared to an estimated $962,000 prior to the change. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Nashville International Airport wants to make sure passengers are prepared for the holiday season by offering free gift wrapping. BNA knows that passengers will be traveling with gifts for friends and family, but for security reasons, TSA doesn't recommend taking wrapped gifts through screening checkpoints. BNA's volunteer team, the ACES, have you covered. They will be located inside the terminals post-security at their free gift wrapping stations. Stop by before your plane departs. They'll be located in the Nashville International Airport inside terminal gates A and B, as well as C and D. On December 16th, uh, they'll be inside gates A and B from 9 to 1. On December 22nd, inside gates A and B from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. And on December 22nd, inside gates C, D from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. As infrastructure critical to the region's growth and prosperity, BNA is a vital asset for Middle Tennessee and serves as a gateway to Music City and beyond. In 2019 alone, BNA generated more than $9.9 billion in total economic impact, supporting more than 76,000 jobs. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.